peace and love. Hope all is well. And this episode is rambling with good vibes. A lot of interesting stuff is happening in the world and here relax hear me ramble about some you know um, we got some NFL going on we got um, some some drama at AEW um, WWE is like in a heroic age because Triple H is pretty much head of everything it just seems like every week Triple H is like, okay, head of creative, head of town relations, head of all things creative. Um, I think it's like another title also, but we're going to get into that. Um, so yeah, you know, we got like a know we have like a new format uh, we got like um, we got an announcement then you know I have a, a top five list that I want to present to y'all and yeah so let's get this started off with the NFL NFL is back um, and it seems in more prime form I feel like this season is going to be a very interesting um, I feel like a lot of interesting things going to happen this season based off of what I peeped out on week one and so we're going to give you um, you know a week one recap start things off what started um, the NFL season was the um, the reigning Super Bowl champs against the Buffalo Bills which we saw um, the Rams I mean the Rams was pretty much in a Super Bowl hangover where the Bills won 31-10. Um, Eagles-Lions. Um, my Lions, man. They lost a tough game 38-35 to the Eagles. Um, Bears. 49ers at Bears. Bears won 19-10. Steelers, Bengals. My poor Bengals, man. Joe Burrow. Man, we got to protect him. We got to protect Burrow at all costs this season. As they lost in OT to the Steelers 23-20. Then we have Patriots at Dolphins. Where the Dolphins with Tua and Tyreek Hill was able to beat the Patriots 
and Belichick, 20-7. You got Jacoby Brosset leading the Browns to a victory against Baker Mayfield Panthers and his, you know, Baker Mayfield's OT, the Browns. Browns won 26-24. Then an interesting OT where there was no victory where the cost of Texans tied 20-20. Um, it was a nail-biter in A-Town where the Saints took the win over the Falcons 27-26. Um, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson with no contract extension beats the Jets with no, you know, Zach Wilson, 24-9. The Commanders beat the Jaguars. Good for Carson Wentz, 28-22. Um, and this one, man, I was at work when that shit happened. I was just like, man, my poor Packers, my poor Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, man. Where the Packers lost to the Vikings 23-7. We're going to talk about that as Aaron Rodgers will be in our next topic. Um, then we have the Giants versus the Titans. Where the Titans, I mean, where the Titans... Which was kind of weird because the Titans is, I don't know, in, in a weird place where the Giants took the victory 21-20. to um, I'm happy for this as my Los Angeles Chargers beat the Las Vegas Rams 24-19. to um, I guess it's the same old Kansas City Chiefs where they beat the Cardinals 44-21. Same old Tom Brady, where they beat. How about them Cowboys 19-3? Um, and then Monday Night Football, which is surprisingly surprising outcome, where the Seahawks beat the let the Russ let Russ cook Broncos 17-16. So yeah, that was the NFL recap. This will be a weekly thing because I am heavily invested to the NFL. So, as for Aaron Rodgers, um, so shout out to Pat McAfee with the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. It's probably, I don't know, it's probably one of the, one of the most, probably like one of the highlights of my week as it, as season three of Aaron Rodgers um, Tuesday kicked off today and it was just dope. Um, just Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. 
it's very brave for someone to come on national on YouTube show live after a loss um, which is just like I don't know and cause to be I don't know the two time in a row reigning MVP someone say he's polarizing figure I would say he's uh, probably one of the most I don't know I feel like one of the most grounded athletes that I have probably I don't know I'm, I'm not really like fascinated with like celebrities anymore but I don't know man Aaron Rodgers is I don't know he wears hard on his sleeve and that's what I respect about him you know on whatever stance he you know he takes you have to respect that you know he stands for what he stands for and that's what all we should do as human beings um, so yeah shout out to Aaron Rodgers he's definitely like one of one actually going to see a Lions game where they go against the Packers because they're in the same division. And that's like one of the things I wanted to do. Um, I never got the opportunity to see Brett Favre play in the NFL like live only through television. And so I would like to see Aaron Rodgers Before he retires, um, it'll be pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, and so now, like you know, because I think like now, like I guess Aaron Rodgers did, you know, ayahuasca, and like I guess like the, the two, I guess the times that he did it, he won MVP. So that says a lot about ayahuasca um, you know so yeah um, so I think that's like kind of like dope to, to find like self help that's what he kind of like talked about and find like happiness and I think like that's I don't know I feel like if people want to take that type of way you know more power to them So yeah, like, you know, and he actually did like the legit way. Uh, where he like went to, you know, it was like shamans and all this other stuff. So I don't know. I think like in them type of like situations, if it's like tamed, that'd be pretty dope, you know? I don't know. I think like I feel like us as humans, we always like kind of search for I think, like, as we grow up, actually, we just search for, I don't know, some type of, like, higher purpose, I think. Um, or, 
where that journey takes us is unknown, you know. Like, I don't know. And that's, like, kind of, like, the beauty of things that, like, you know, because, like, I would never imagine the life that I had now, like, five, ten years ago for, like, the better and worse, you know. And if those type of, like, herbal plants, you know, help one figure out their shit, more power to them, you know. So, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Um, one day I want to interview that guy, you know. That'd be pretty fucking awesome to interview Aaron Rodgers. My personal favorite quarterback. Probably like, you know, top, you know, my number one, my favorite. And then I'll probably put Eli Manning up in that. I love Eli Manning, you know. He beat Brady, you know, he beat Brady. Who can say that? And on like the highest stage of the all, you know, only only certain people, you know. I think he did it twice. So yeah. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Next up. Do I like baseball now? Fuck yeah. <laughs> um I don't know, like the past couple of months I've been very entertained by baseball. Just, you know, what you know, watching couple of games that was on Peacock and you know could have had like a little brunch game going on so I was able to watch the Dodgers and the Mariners I want to say Mariners Florida team um, that was like kind of like dope now like I got like a favorite team now it was the Giants back in the day back when like Tim Lessingham was like a pitcher for like the San Francisco Giants and then like, I got this like kind of like I don't know it was like a brief moment where I was like kind of into baseball just for like the some fat reason I was like super into um, Days and Confused and so like Tim Lusk come looking like the kid from Days of Confused. And so that's why I got watched um, San Francisco Giants game just because of that. And then like that's how I got kinda like got like kinda like into the game. And then um one of my old co-workers gave me some tickets because he, he didn't something some uh, Tigers versus the Red Sox televised game and uh, yeah it was pretty dope um, so yeah now I'm loving the LA Angels 
Mike Trout, uh, Shotei Otani. I love those guys. Uh, I think they're amazing baseball players. Definitely uh, Otani, where like he's like pretty much the second coming of Babe Ruth, which is like pretty fucking amazing. So yeah, you know. So I'm I'm excited to see his career because like I never I don't know, I never really appreciated a baseball player uh, coming into their prime. I feel like he not he hasn't reached his prime yet. Um all time. Um and then like I then I you know there's certain pitchers that are still pitching, like Verlander, Max Serger, like, like, you know, he's probably now, like, probably one of my favorite pitchers, because, like, I would, like, watch, like, videos about, like, his story, and, like, how, like, he just was, like, fucking as, like, this freaking nature pitcher that this, like, I don't know, this very interesting story the journeyman but like he's like fucking amazing pitcher you know some people call him kind of crazy but like I don't know man I feel like I don't know I'm a fan of polarizing athletes because they're good at their craft and they can back it up Um, so yeah I don't think the LA because I don't you know I don't know much about the or like the standings of baseball <laughs> I just appreciate because I don't know man I, back when I did like back when I participated in PE I liked it um, gym I liked the baseball um, I don't know just hitting a ball was like fucking legit you know and like having like a home run or like catching like the ball you know amazing shit so so yeah shout out to the MLB baseball I'm probably gonna go to a couple of games next season um, I saw a couple of games that I don't know cause the, end, the, the season is ending for the, for the Tigers because you know going to the playoffs um, so hopefully next year you know so yeah so now we're going to talk about I think this will be like the last segment of part one uh, we're going to talk about a serious matter for something that I love to watch on a daily basis, weekly, is wrestling, um, pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Um, AEW drama happened this past what couple of weeks, where um, after a pay per view, one of my favorite wrestlers, CM Punk, did like a wrestling scum scrum. And Scrum is like a, you know, an interview where, like, he does, goes off 
on different things that happened to him um, publicly with um, an ex-friend of his called Cabana and um, talking about the talent, the locker room um, EVPs that are like highway management that money you know um, the behind the scenes and when I watched it I was emotional for this guy um, like like seriously though like, like coming from a person who don't really know anything about the personal lives of wrestlers or you know don't know like you know the inside business of today's wrestling only just the historical facts um, you feel for the guy um, you, because this is the guy who was away from wrestling for I believe seven years and you see a man that's break down because because um, all these stories like speculation at this point because unless we hear um, and we're probably not even going to figure out the truth of what really happened because I feel like everyone has a narrative and so um, so I don't you know I just I'm just giving you like my thoughts of it not like factual shit but I just feel for AEW because I went to a live event Blood and Guts recently in Detroit and it was amazing um, it wasn't no CM Punk no Kenny Omega the Young Bucks wrestled um, Dynamite no, Rampage the taping for Rampage um, and it was truly an amazing show um I'm more sad for the fans who actually are diehard wrestling fans because, you know, wrestling is a business based off egos. Um, and, oh no, man, um, I kind of feel like people, in my estimate, should check their egos at the um, I feel like certain certain people do it, but the people who need to do it don't do it. Um, because everybody has some idea of what professional, like everyone has, like even a fan, a wrestler, someone backstage working, you know, at catering probably has like an idea of what professional wrestling is. All these, um, I don't know, man. I just hate how, like, people just attack an easy target. I just feel like they're just attacking CM Punk, who is an easy target. And it's not fair. It's not fair to him because he gave so much to this business. 
in my opinion, more than the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega has ever did to professional wrestling, in my opinion. Um, so, I'm not even going to go into, like, the backstage fight, because I don't know what the fuck happened. Only people who know what actually happened is the people who was Because at this point, he said, he said shit. So, I really can't even, you know, because there's a lot of reports from different sides. And it's just, you know, at the end of the day, I feel bad for the fans um, who, you know, who bought a ticket beforehand to an event on a pre-notion that CM Punk, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and whoever was suspended from this, you know, event. So, yeah. So, I just hope that, you know, Tony Khan and um, Tony Khan and AEW pretty much, you know, in a better place, and I think they have because last week's show proved that they will bounce back from this. But this is the one of many things looming over AW from the whole Eddie Kingston and uh, Sammy Guevara. CM Punk being injured and coming back winning, being injured again, being on the show for like nine months. This is a lot of shit going on, man, AEW and you know, I just wish that check your egos at the door and make sure that you know, trust, trust your spot and all will come, you know, but I don't know. I don't know the world of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, in terms of just like spots and shit. But I don't know. Just come together. And I feel like you know. I guess they did like a little uh, meeting where John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, spoke, and it was productive. So, yeah, um, I think that's going to end part one of Rambling with Good Vibes. Come back and we'll talk about Triple H being the head of everything. Some would say the 
king of creative, king of all things creative. Um, so, yeah, he is all things creative, and it is a beautiful thing. Um, honestly, because he loves professional wrestling and WWE. I feel like the business have gave him everything and so I feel like he is the perfect person for the job um, which like no one was just like no he shouldn't be that you know like I feel like no one was like that because if you look at what he did with NXT made it pretty much made it from you know nothing to like arby probably one of the best programs in a long time in professional wrestling because like if it wasn't for nxt it wouldn't be a lot of stars you know and for triple h to go outside the norm to recruit you know people like Sami Zayn Kevin Owens um, Seth Rollins Matt Riddle um, Big E all these people came from NXT Bailey, Sasha Banks Charlotte and the Four Horsemen it's just a beautiful thing and he had you know when he was doing that whole NXT run backstage it was beautiful it was beautiful storytelling um, I feel like every for the most part every match was like crafted Storyline-wise, was very creative. Um, so yeah, um, Triple H is doing an amazing job right now, um, bringing back people who shouldn't have never had been released from the company, like Dakota Kai, um, Eo Eo Sky's back. Giant Gargano is back, which is like amazing. Um, him being, I don't know, man. I feel like he's going to be the heart and soul of Monday Night Raw, and I feel like they needed that. But it's going to be like interesting. Um, it's going to be an interesting um, way. Interesting. It's going to be an interesting. Monday Night Raw or I don't know if they're gonna do like a little draft or whatever because Jiger, Johnny Johnny Gagano is a raw superstar and so is Cody Rhodes 
So that's going back in track. Because I feel like he can be the main baby face of Monday Night Raw. That's what I'm trying to say. Which Cody Rhodes is like kind of like before he got injured was the main baby face on Raw. Um, so yeah. Um, a lot of dope stuff is happening in WWE. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, you know, the Yui has taken a lot of shots from a creative standpoint when Vince McMahon was a part of it. Which, you know, I feel like all things are situational. And so, like, I don't know this type of situation. I don't know the type of situation what's going on creatively backstage um so yeah and I think like another thing why Triple H is good for the job is he's been a wrestler you know he's been in management um he's been to the highs he's been to the lows as a wrestler and I think that's you know I think you need someone who who been through it all because you know he can probably like understand like most talent that he's dealing with and he can like paint you a picture and be like okay well you know, how about you want to do this, but how about we do this, and you're still able to do that, you know, and I just think it's cool, you know, that, you know, he having his health issues, and then coming back, working, and then being promoted to this um, position is pretty amazing. For someone who who was like pretty much, it was a point in time where like Chuck was like my favorite wrestler. Like the pedigree was, you know, is probably still the shit, you know. So yeah. So another exciting thing that happened recently. One of my favorite bands, the Arctic Monkeys, has released a new track from their new album, The Car. There better be a mirror ball. It's a fantastic track. Um, it's been on repeat since it first came out. I watched the music video. Man, Alex Turner and the, and the band is such an amazing. It's just so good to see like a new album for the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, I don't know, man. I 
feel like rock and roll music isn't like modern rock. Isn't complete without a new Arctic Monkeys album. Because like my thing is like um Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. I feel like it kept you guessing. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people was just like, is this the end of the Arctic Monkey? Did this lead into an Alex Turner solo album? And no, it's leading into another Arctic Monkeys album, and that's amazing. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like ever since like they blew up as being like the next British band to take on America um, back when like they were doing um, I Bet You Look So Good on the Dance Floor to There Better Be a Mirror Ball currently this is beautiful it is beautiful how, how for me as a music fan see the evolution of the Arctic Monkeys throughout the years from I never seen them live and I'm probably going to see them this time around Alex Turner growth as a musician um, I feel like He's owning the fact that, yeah, we with this popularized band that was, I wouldn't say overhyped because I feel like Dr. Monkey wasn't overhyped. I feel like the hype was necessary for this band, for them to be where they need to be now. I don't know. I don't know why they haven't won a Grammy already. So, I don't know. I just feel like this track is more of Tranquility, Banks Hotel and Casino, where it gives you, um, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like now there's certain bands that they come out with something they want to give you like um, a certain mood a certain setting and it's just beautiful I feel like the concept of Tranquility Base Hotel Casino is I don't know it was kind of like luxury that took from different um, classic eras of rock and roll. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing to be a music fan right now with the Arctic Monkey coming out with this track. I think their new album comes out 
the car, which is like, I don't know, man, just the title of that, um, title of the album makes you think of. think of like what is this based on uh... yeah it's been like what so tranquility based on television I'm in 2018 so 18, 19, 20 21, 5 years so it kind of makes you think like next month they're gonna release a follow-up to hotel uh tranquility based hotel casino the arctic monkeys and it should be a fine 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 game i mean fine album I don't know, man. It, it's it's definitely one. I don't know. For me, Arthur Monkey is one of the bands where it's just like it's hard not to root against them, you know. And Alice Turner is is a fucking genius. Um, and I just kind of just like you know him being a lover of the Strokes. Which I am too, and clearly, like um, the Strokes gave him big inspiration. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this album. So yeah. So I recommend you listen to There Better Be a Mirror Ball by the Arctic Monkeys. Now I have an announcement, special announcement. I will be doing a podcast episodes where I review 
the show last night and it's a Matthew Fox show for those of you who don't know who Matthew Fox is he's the doctor from Lost and my per- one of my personal roles of his is Racer X from the live action live action Speed Racer movie so I'm super excited for it once I saw the trailer I was just like oh man I haven't seen Matthew Fox in a long ass time so this is like a perfect opportunity for me to do something new on this podcast and so yeah so look forward for the review of the first episode next podcast that will be in the bulletin the next episode um also you can follow me on instagram um it's gonna be on the description so just copy it and then put it in an instagram search and I'll pop up there so yeah follow me on there and cause I have a mishap with my Instagram my previous post I mean you know, my previous profile I mean cause my, my phone is like super janky and so it must have thought I was like a robot and so it was just like this is gonna delete this podcast account for me so yeah I don't know what exactly happened. So follow me on the, on the new IG. And so now I'm going to give you my top five. But before that, I have an announcement. A video game announcement. Tekken 8 is now being... Well, Tekken 8 has been announced. And I am... I don't know. I'm curious about what this is. I watched a trailer to it earlier. And I was just like, oh man, that looks pretty legit. The, the graphics look legit. And I never thought I'd do something with that shit. But, but, you know, for those who care about fighting games or Tekken. Tekken 8 has been announced. I don't know when it's coming out. So, yeah. So, if you're a gamer, you know, y'all know how I figure that out. How I look up when games come out. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to end this podcast off with my top five. My top five factions in the WWE today number five toxic attraction Mandy Rose Gigi Dolan and um damn what's her name Lacey um JC Evans
ください。JCJ. So we got Manny Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC James. Um, this is like a personal favorite faction because I don't know. I feel like they ran with what they got and they became well, Gigi and um, JC became NXT tag champs. Hopefully, they become. Um, main roster tag champs Mandy Rose has pretty much pretty much redefined herself from a baby face to a badass heel who is just I don't know kicking ass and being sexy while doing it I guess um, cause I was a I was a huge Mandy Rose fan the whole I can I, I don't know I like the whole Otis and, and her relationship and then like the whole like jealousy between you know Sony DeVille Otis and Mandy Rose Dolph Ziggler that was like a you know that was a pretty underrated storyline and then for her to do that street fight with Sony DeVille was pretty fucking amazing. So yeah, number five, Toxic Attraction. Number four is another faction that's dominating. It's a new faction that's dominating the main roster right now where Dakota Kai and Eel Sky is the new women's tag team champions and I am talking about damage to control led by Bailey um, what more can you say it's three women it's three women who are arguably probably one of the most badass women to ever be in that ring um I feel like if I had a promotion, I would probably want all three of these women on my roster. Um, from from the in ring, how they carry themselves outside the ring, everything. I I, I fuck with I fuck with damage control. Um, and I hope they do change this division, the women's division for the better. So yeah, number four, damage control. Number three, the Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and now Dominic Mysterio. At first, it was led by Edge. They betrayed him. And, and the whole Judgment Day thing has been pretty interesting from when Vince took over. You know, when Vince was doing it, then when Triple H took over creative. I don't know, man. I just, and you know, I just love Finn Balor because of the support. He liked it in my heart 
twice. Uh, I'm always going to say that because I just think that was an amazing thing that someone like him to take it, you know, to look at my art, you know, and he's probably busy. For him to do that was pretty incredible. So shout out to Finn Balor. Um, I love this. I love everyone a part of this faction. And I want all four of these people to be very successful with this uh, faction because this faction has so much potential to do so much good shit that it's amazing. And for Dominic to turn heel and to pretty much just not be with his father and not have that safety net anymore and so now I feel like he's going to be more accountable for what he's doing now and so now like he's I hope developing to probably one of the best wrestlers um, young wrestlers and I want him to go to NXT I want him to stay on the main roster and get all the experience like other generational superstars do because other you know second or third generation stars was green like a Randy Orton that was you know had to figure themselves out and I feel like for Dominic I feel like WWE needs to needs to let him do his thing with the main roster and see where this judgment day goes and cause this is this has been like pretty exciting and I'm curious about what's next for the judgment day um, and I think this is possibly gonna lead to a Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio match. Potentially. And number two, Imperium. Led by Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. We got Kaiser. And now Giovanni Vinci, who came from NXT 2.0. Who was a former, you know, they just pretty much, you know, got the band back together and bringing sacred, I don't know, just making them, you know, making the, the mat sacred again. Um, I feel like Gunther and Sheamus had probably one of the best matches this year so far. It's God's limit for this faction because this faction can be a super dominated faction just with Gunther alone. And number one, 
bloodline, led by the tribal chief, the universal champion, the undisputed universal champion, Roman Reigns, the Usos, Sami Zayn, and now the Uso brothers, Solo Sokoa. This sky's the limit for his faction right now. At this point, it's anybody's anybody's game right now. Anybody, you know, it's it's their WWE to lose at this moment. So I'm going to end this episode right now, and peace and love. I hope you liked this episode. Tell a friend. I hope. Yeah, follow me on social media and I'll see you back on the next ramblings of the internet Robert out